All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're grateful to everyone that's here today, and we uh, look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to share. So if you have your Bibles, we're just going to go over a quick lesson real quick before we go to the back and discuss these things. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 15th chapter of the book of Matthew. And I just want to share some wisdom with you all that the Lord uh, shared with me uh, really just last night. And uh, he actually came to me in a dream and told me to look these things over. And uh, so I began to read, and I read, and I read, and uh, nothing was coming to me the first maybe couple of days. Uh, but uh, sometime in the second or third day, somewhere in between there, uh, the Lord revealed to me what it was he wanted me to see. And uh, it's just amazing to me, and I tell you, uh, we have to be diligent when it comes to seeking God's word. We really have to be diligent when it comes to um, just wanting to know, you know, what God's word says. And we've read over these sets of scriptures over and over, uh, have gone, have taught lessons on them. But these are things that the Lord have shared with me. And uh, my prayer is that this will help you. I believe it will answer some of your prayers those of you that are sitting here locally and those of you that will watch this, my, I believe that it will answer your prayers if you will accept it. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and I believe if you will receive what's being said today, uh, your life will get better. You know, regardless of where it's at, night, at now, your life will get better. All right. So let's, is everybody there at the 15th chapter of the book of Matthew? And we're going to start reading at verse 1. It says, then came Jesus, came to Jesus, scribes <coughs> and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Does everybody see that? Everybody understand that now? So look at what they said. Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? And what was the tradition? Washing their hands when they eat bread. In other words, when they eat food. And verse 3, But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of who? By what? your tradition. So you see, it is, it is possible to tr transgress the commandments of God, in other words, to disobey the word of God because of modern day customs of what the law is. Does everybody understand that? And I, I just have to say this, God commands us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves, of ourselves together but what are the elders saying today? And when I say elders, I mean those, the powers that be. What do they say? <laughs> Stay home. Don't spread this coroners. So what happened is we forsake the law of God. We transgress the commands of God by just going along with what the culture says. 
And that is what Jesus Christ is bringing up here now. Does everybody understand that? So we're going to get deeper. Verse 4, for God commanded, saying, honor thy father and mother. Does everybody see that? And he that curseth father or mother, let him do what? Does everybody see? So do you know in the Old Testament, people were commanded to be killed when they dishonored their father or mother? Isn't that something now? It wouldn't be no such thing as disrespect for children. All of them would be killed and stoned to death. And, and life would go on. Society, I put it this, society would be in a whole lot better shape if people, I'm not going to say kill children, but if children feared God. Does everybody understand that? If children feared God, you think that that was one of the first lessons they got as children. Not the ABCs, not how to count. If you want to stay alive to, be, to, to live to be able to count. <laughs> don't you curse father or mother does everybody understand that and I looked up that word curse we'll get, that, get to that in a little bit but let me, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now the word curse means to speak evil of it means to speak evil of that's father or mother does everybody understand that now, I'm sharing this with you all because this was a lesson for Hawk Bolden. Notice what it said, father or mother. Most of us, we have the propensity to prefer one over the other. I had a good relationship with my daddy, or I had a good relationship with my mother, but my daddy is whatever. Or I had a good relationship with my, with my daddy, but my mother is whatever. And what God was bringing to my attention, now this is me. What God was bringing to my attention is, if they were married, if they brought you into this world, he looked at them as being one. So you don't curse father or mother. Does everybody understand that? Verse 5, but ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother. You see that? Or his mother. He shall be free. So does everybody, So this is the part that we spoke on when we covered these scriptures before. Basically, uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, they were giving people a pass. Uh, the idea of honoring what they were talking about um, is you don't have to look after your parents if you're bringing your tithes and offerings to the church or to the synagogue or whatever. So in other words, you can neglect what you're supposed to do naturally so for your parents if you are doing for us, talking about the church or whatever. So this is, this is what the Lord was addressing. This is, and these are, this is the angle where we preached this from this uh, before. That you honor God, of course, but that don't give you an excuse to neglect your parents. Does everybody understand that? And then, of course, Paul goes into more detail talking about who are widows indeed. Does everybody understand? So he, he's, right now he's getting on the Pharisees about what they allowed, that God said to honor. And part of that honor 
was of course not cursing or not speaking against them, but the, the part that he was addressing with them specifically um, was how they received the offerings of people and told people to give to the temple or whatever the case was. And if you give, you can neglect your parents. You see that? And so that's what, so this is the angle that we've talked about this before. So let's go and keep reading. Verse 6, thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your what? Tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is where? Far from me. Verse 9, but in vain they do worship me, Teaching for doctrines the commandments of who? Does everybody see that now? So you see the day and age we live in now? Where the culture calls for one thing, but God calls for another? Does everybody understand that? And we have to make up our minds as believers who we're going to follow. So let's go and keep reading. Verse 10, And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. Now this, now, this is the key verse. These are the things that the Lord opened my understanding about. Now, listen. He, he showed me in a dream, came to me in a dream, and told me to read Matthew 15. And I was reading it over and over and over and over and over again. But, you know, the Lord don't, he ain't working on your timeline. You know, he's not working on your timeline. And so if he told me to read it, it must, to me, it meant it's something in there that I haven't seen before. I don't care how many times I've preached from it. It's something in there that I haven't seen before. So let's read now. Verse 11. Not that which goeth into what? The mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth. This defileth a man. So this goes back to cursing father and mother. In other words, speaking evil against them. But in, now he, he, he makes it a general statement. It's not what, so, <laughs> how many of you have ever heard that term? You are what you eat. How many of you have heard that? Lie. Lie. What does God, what, is, what do we just read here? Now, this is the revelation. Not that which goeth into the mouth, that word defileth means pollutes. It's not what goes in your mouth that pollutes you. You could think, now don't, you, you just follow me now. You could think he's talking about spiritually. He's not talking about spiritually, he's talking about naturally. Does everybody understand that? You're defiled naturally, not by what you're eating. See, again, traditions of men, the customs of men. Your doctor will tell you, watch what you eat. All the Bible talks about concerning that for us in the new covenant is gluttony. Don't, don't overeat. But this word says that our food, our bread is sanctified by the word of God. So it is not what you eat that defiles you. Is what you speak. That has everything to do with your natural health. 
Does everybody understand that? Your natural health, your natural man, reflects your spiritual man. So if your spiritual man is polluted, then you can't help but to speak pollution, and it's going to show up naturally so. Does everybody see that now? Let's read that again, verse 11. Not that which goeth into the mouth that defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth the man. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. Everybody see that? Now, Peter was willing to take chances. You think the rest of them caught it as well? No, they didn't. They didn't catch it. But there wasn't none of them going to ask. Peter, you know, Peter was the brave. Okay, Lord, I don't understand. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I, I'd rather get an understanding and have the Lord just swap me upside the head for a second than to walk away and not understand and just com and continue to live in ignorance. Does everybody understand that? Verse 16, and Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into what? Into what now? Does it stay there? And is cast out into what? The toilet. God have designed your body. That whatever you eat, if your body cannot use it, it's going to go into the toilet. Does everybody see that now? Your body just don't hold on to stuff and that pollutes you. In other words, bring down your health. Whatever is designed for your body not to use, God have given you an outlet. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody understand that? And even if it's bad, even before it get to your stomach good, it's going to come out the top where it went in at. That's how much God have guarded you so that you don't make the mistake of thinking you are what you eat or that, or that your health has to do with what you're actually eating. Does everybody understand that? So let's go ahead and keep reading now. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come, from, come forth from what? The heart. And they defile the man. They, this is what has to do with your health, your well-being, how you feel. Does everybody understand that? Every, you just pay attention to the medical field. You know, one decade they're going to say eggs are good for you. The next decade they're not good for you. Last year or two years ago they were saying drink what? A gallon of water a day? Not what they're saying. Oh, you ain't got to drink all of that. Just a few cups is fine. You ain't got to drink a whole gallon. That's 
always changing. The medical field is always changing its mind about what's good and what's not because God will not let them put their finger on what the key is to your health. But when you're in a field that by its nature rejects God, then God is obligated to make a fool out of you. Does everybody understand that? If the medical field could, feel, could figure out what the key to your health is, they'd give it to you. But they can't. And God's got them running around in circles trying to figure out how is it that somebody can eat pork their whole life and live to be 100 years old? That somebody can even smoke cigars their whole life and live to be 110? Why is it that some people defy what our medical books say? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Why is it that there are some skinny people that have high blood pressure, blood pressure through the roof, and then big people come in and ain't got no kind of high blood pressure at all, never had it? I'm going to tell you why, what the difference is. What you are speaking, that's what defile you. In other words, does everybody understand that? Now, we just, <laughs> let's go ahead and keep reading. For out of the heart proceed what? Evil what now? Does everybody understand that? Your evil thoughts is what's got your health in trouble. Does everybody understand? I'm glad that the Lord started with that particular one, evil thoughts. Because we, we could read the rest of this. We could say murder. Okay, I ain't never murdered nobody. I ain't never committed adultery. I ain't never fornicated. I've never stole. I've never lied on anybody. I've never blasphemed. We, half of us can pass that test. You ain't even got to be saved to pass that test. But what about the evil thoughts? The one that's at the top of the list. Does everybody understand that? Do you know for you to speak evil, you, you first have to have evil thoughts? How many of you have ever spoke something against somebody that you should not have? And if we will pay attention, our health is directly related to that. Does everybody understand that? And not only our health, but our well-being. We'll get to that scripture in a minute, see. But our health is directly, so don't you fall into this, this myth. The Bible called it old wives' fables. If you eat this, if you drink this, you'll, you'll be better. The Bible talks about us having temperance. In other words, we don't overeat. We know it's not a good idea to sit down and eat a whole box, a whole box of cookies. Does everybody understand that? So we're not giving you the green light. We'll just go eat up, just go, buy, go to, down the street to the store and get all the junk food you want. You bless it and God's going to turn it into some real food. But what we're saying is, 
if there's anything going on in your body, if you don't like the way your life is going, I'm telling you, it ain't no way around it. It is directly related to what you speak. Does everybody understand that? And listen, it starts with mother and father. Mother and father. Does everybody understand that? And that was one of the things, now I, I just have to put myself out there. That's one of the things the Lord dealt with me about last night. And I had to repent. Because you know I speak highly of my father. But with my mother, it's just kind of, well, yeah, they, they were married. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? That that was his wife. Yeah, she's the one that gave birth to me. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> and what the law was showing me was they're supposed to be on the same level. If your, if your daddy loved her enough to marry her, I don't care how long he's been gone, you honor her the way you would honor him. Does everybody understand that? So it, isn't it just human nature to want to wanna just cleave to one of them more than the other? But God says, I saw him as one. Does everybody understand that? And if you're not careful, it'll lead you to speak in certain things you shouldn't speak, and you'll suffer in your body because of it. Does everybody understand that? So he says, verse 19, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. Does everybody see that? But to eat with what? Unwashing hands defileth not a man. So let me stop right here and prove to you. So what he's talking about is a polluted person spiritually in their heart. That produces the pollution naturally so. Does everybody understand that? So in other words, by the time you get sick and polluted in your body, your spirit man is already sick. Does everybody understand that? So let me prove to you. <laughs> what this is saying. Eating with unwashed hands. How many of us, we practice that? We eat, before we eat, we wash our hands. Why do we do that? Why do we do it? Germs, right? We've been out, you know, mowing the lawn. Went to the bathroom, whatever the case is, just in case something got by, when we washed our hands, you know, after we used the bathroom, I'm going to wash my hands again. Why do we do that? Because we don't want to get sick. Isn't that what the doctors say? You don't. You, you learn that in kindergarten. Everybody, come on, come on, wash your hands. Does everybody understand that? And so these Pharisees and these scribes, when they were bringing this up to the Lord, they weren't talking about spiritual things. They were just talking about naturally. It is our custom to wash our hands because you don't want your disciples to get sick. 
And so what the Lord was saying in essence was this. It's not what you're eating that make you sick. It's not what you're eating that brings down your health. It's what you're speaking. Does everybody see that now? <laughs> Do we believe that? Now let me let's let me let's go back to what he said in verse verse 4. It says for God commanded saying honor thy father and mother and he that do what curseth father or mother let him do what die the death. So let's think about this now. A lot of times you know we live in a society where words don't mean nothing people can lie. You know, and people base their relationships based off of just the fact that you might have lied to me. People, get, before people get married, you know, a lot of them, they get a prenup done so that nobody take that coffee table they got. So in today's society, we do not put a lot of emphasis on words. You can go to a man you never met before. This man can tell you, look, I got a house up the hill I want to sell to you. You just give me the money or make payments or whatever to me and shake hands on it, and it's, it's, that's a done deal. Is that what we do today? No. We got to get attorneys involved, which equals more closing. We have to have closing costs. We have to get these attorneys, and we got to get you to write a contract, and then we got to get the attorneys to read over it because they know every meaning of every single word that you're going to put in the contract, and we just want to make sure that you are not trying to beguile us. Then you, and then the attorney will look over your part of it to make sure you are going to do what you're supposed to do. And then... Just to make sure that the, that the property really belonged to the man, we're going to do, go do a title search. That's the reason why houses aren't sold the very next day. And you don't get the deed to it the very next day. They have to do a title search. Does everybody understand what a title search is? That means we're going to go check the court records. We're going to go check, uh, you know, City Hall. We got to make sure that the property really belonged to you. We got to make sure that your daddy wasn't sleeping with somebody and she got it right. They got, to, they got to cover all of their bases. Why? Because words coming out of your mouth don't mean a thing. And so this is the society that we live in. Yeah, now we might have got swatted when we were little about telling a lie. But the same people that were swatting you on the backside was lying to you and telling you that Santa Claus came and brought your gifts. They were lying and telling you that the tooth fairy put a quarter under your pillow every time you lost a tooth. So how many of cool, so we know Santa Claus don't exist, we know tooth fairy don't exist, right? So we know somebody was lying. So we get grown, we cry over the tooth fairy not being real. We cry over Santa Claus not being real. But, and then we side-eyeing our parents like, okay, yeah, I remember you were whooping me when I lied. But you ain't right. Your words don't mean a thing either. 
So I, now I can't trust. And so now, a husband can be married to his wife for 20 years. He could tell her every day of the week, I love you. Now, now, that don't mean nothing to me. You got to prove to me. Why? Because words don't mean a thing. Isn't that right? I need to see some action. And then even when they see the action, well, you ain't telling me you love me enough. It, it's going to always be something. In other words, what am I saying? We are not satisfied with words. And listen, now this is what we're getting to. As a society, we have lost confidence in words that's spoken through the mouths of people. And so now we have all been conditioned not to put that much weight on words. So now all the devil has to do is bring us a thought. And we're going to speak it. It don't mean that much to me. I'll curse mother and father. I won't think a thing about it. I could take it back. It, what, does everybody understand that? You've been conditioned by society not to think much about words when in fact Jesus Christ said your life, your health, your well-being is all tied to what you speak. Does everybody see that now? Now, isn't it funny? We got a whole society. They doing everything. They jogging. They eating lettuce. They completely taking salt out of the diet. They've done everything that but their doctor have told them and still having health problems. That doctor's going to tell you to do everything. Sleep upside down. Okay, that didn't work. Sleep right side up. Sleep on your right side. Sleep on your left side. Sleep on your stay. They're going to tell you everything except let God bridle that tongue. <laughs> Does everybody understand that now? I'm telling you it's tied directly to your health. Let's go look at that real quick. Let's go to the 34th number of Psalms. I used to think I could speak, and, and maybe some of you have dealt with this as well. My thought used to be, up until last night, my thought used to be, if I'm speaking the truth about a situation, I got a right to speak it. That ain't the truth. You don't have a right to say just what you want to say. I don't care how true it is. You can't speak evil and it not affect your health. I don't care what they did. I don't, it might be the truth. That person might really be that way. 
but that does not give you the right to speak it. Does everybody understand that? You, you're not justified because it's the truth. It can be the truth all day long and you walking around coughing. <laughs> they ain't coughing, you are. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? <laughs> Now, you know why the Lord said, called it a curse, curse not father or mother, and why we're told in, in the third chapter of 1 Peter to speak blessings, not cursings? Because do you know when you speak evil of people, you're just like a witch or a warlock that's speaking curses? You know you keep people where they are. You, you can say all day long, I'm praying for so-and-so. I'm praying. But if you speak in curses, those curses are knocking your prayer out of the air. You can't speak blessings and cursings at the same time. You might really want an individual to change, but the first thing you need to do if you are really praying for somebody is to stop speaking evil of them. Call those things that be not as though they were. Does everybody understand that? So is everybody there? The 34th number of Psalms. We're going to start reading at verse 12. No, well, let's start reading at verse 11. Come ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Does everybody see that? Verse 12. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days? How many of you desire life? You know what else he's saying? How many of you want to love your life? And love many days. In other words, you don't want to just live long and the devil just beating up on you all the time and live a miserable life. You desire life, you desire long life, and you desire a good life. Look at what he says. That he may see what? Good. What's the, what's the fear of the Lord he's teaching here? Keep thy tongue from what? This Bible tells us that that tongue is an unruly thing. Does everybody understand that? We, um, um, at my house, we got a couple of dogs. They're unruly. We tried to give them their freedom. We got five acres out here. Y'all run, please, please, dude, just, you know, be yourselves. But I told my son, the day I step in some poop, them days is over. I better not see it. I bet that I don't know what kind of y'all better fix him a bathroom up in the corner of the property somewhere. I don't want to see it. I know they using a the bathroom somewhere, but it better be good and buried. I want to be able to walk my property barefooted if I want to. They got wild. All it takes is a little thunder and lightning. They breaking the door down. And I'd be thinking, you know, if you, if you get saved, you wouldn't be scared of this thunder and lightning. 
<laughs> you better start living right. <laughs> so what did we have to do? We had to put them both on leashes. We hate to do that, sorry. Don't mean upset nobody. But y'all are unruly. And you have to think about your tongue like it's a wild dog that just showed up one day. Does everybody understand that? That tongue, no, you got rules. You cannot poop all over this property. You can't try to tear the door down or whatever when you hear thunder and lightning or whatever. They, they, they know that. But look at what we're told here. What did he say in verse 13? Keep. Bridle it. Don't think that because it's saved or because you're saved. How many of you have ever just spoken something before you even thought about it? And you thought, oh, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. So you understand the Bible is true. No man can bridle his tongue. It is an un, the Bible calls it an unruly evil. And so you may think, well, yeah, okay, God, you just help me, Lord. Help me with my tongue. You could be nonchalant about it until you find out what it's doing to you. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? See, before today, we all thought, well, yeah, okay, Lord, help my tongue. I know I need, I need to work. Lord, help me work on what I speak. You know, I, maybe I got an evil heart somewhere. Help me, Lord. But whoever I'm speaking against, they just going to have to forgive me. The Lord's still working on me. So that's on our back burner as far as growing. We, we don't think much about it until we are bent over in our health. Until we start suffering in our bodies. Does everybody understand that? Do you think, now the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs that the power of life and death is in the tongue. Doesn't it say that? So do you think God is going to give you the authority to speak curses and allow that to flow in this universe and it not affect you some kind of way? What is God's incentive for you changing? If you can walk around with a loose tongue speaking curses and folks dropping dead left and right around you and you just going on with your merry life. There have to be consequences to the owner of that tongue. <laughs> and what are the consequences? You being defiled. How many of you have ever took note and noticed something happened in your life that you didn't like? But the more you talked about it, the more bitter you got. 20, 30 years later, you just as bitter or more bitter about it than what you were when it first happened. That's the power of the tongue. That tongue has the ability to resurrect in your life the hurt that God was trying to kill. Does everybody understand that? It has the ability 
to make what happened to you 30 days or 30 years ago make it real to you today like it just happened. It has that ability. And it has the ability to keep you in bitterness, to keep you in unforgiveness, and thereby keep you sick. Keep you with health problems. Does everybody understand? So verse 13, it says, keep thy tongue from what? Evil. Keep your tongue from evil. Stop yourself from speaking evil. Does everybody understand that? And thy lips from speaking what? Keep your lips. That word God means deception. Does everybody understand that? Like you... In other words, you're not talking straightforward with people. Does everybody understand? <laughs> Does everybody understand what God is? You're a day or two ahead of people in your mind. Oh, I, I wish, I really wish I had this. That tied with pride. I, I'm not just going to ask you for something. I'm just going to tell you what I wish. That's what guile is. Coming at folks sideways. You want something. You got it in your mind. Well, the Lord already showed me they're going to get it. But you, you just won't say, well, the Lord showed me you're going to do this. No, I wish. The Lord showed me it's going to happen. Does everybody understand that? That's God. Witchcraft through the mouth, basically. <laughs> Verse 14, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and do what? And pursue it. Everybody see that? Let's go look at how Peter quoted this. Let's go to the third chapter of 1 Peter. Just real briefly. We're going to start reading at verse 8. It says, Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as children, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Verse 9, not rendering what? Evil for evil. Does everybody understand what that means? Somebody do you something evil, you don't render evil for evil. In other words, you don't repay them with evil. And if you speak against what they've done to you, then that's the same thing as rendering evil for evil. Does everybody understand that? If somebody hits you in the face, that's not talking about, I'm going to hit you in the face back. That also includes speaking evil. Does everybody understand that? Notice it talk about speaking evil. It ain't, it ain't saying speaking your evil. Speak evil of no man. Whether it's coming from you or whether it's something that they've done, you don't need to speak about it. 
Does everybody understand? All right, let's go and keep reading. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. That's what that's talking about. But contrarywise, blessing. Does everybody understand that? Does everybody see that? Knowing that ye are thereunto called that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life. Does everybody understand that? If you want to love your life. And what? See good days. That's a promise. If you speak evil, you can live to be 100 years old. You ain't going to want to. You're going to be one of those people, I don't care when I leave here. I'll be glad when the Lord take me home. It ain't going to matter what God's got for you to do. It ain't none of that's going to matter. In your mind, Lord, just get me out of this misery. That's not supposed to be the case. Does everybody understand? Look at what he says there. For he that will love life. In other words, if you want to love your life and if you want to see some good days. So does everybody understand that? Your tongue can keep you from loving life because you will not see good days with an evil tongue. That's what they're saying. I don't care what you all you do. People can get good jobs. They can get a good spouse. They can have a nice career, a nice house, all of that, and still see evil days because of their tongue. All of society is trying to fix their life up to make their life good. And God is saying, if you want a good life, a good job is not the answer. A good spouse is not the answer. Good children are not the answer. If you want a good life, you put a hook on that tongue. When you're mad about something, you cover your mouth. You get somewhere and let God work that anger out. Because it is impossible to be angry, to be mad, and speak blessings. You get somewhere and shut up. Does everybody understand that? Because listen, once the curse is out in the atmosphere, it's out there. It don't matter how you repent later on, none of that matter. You have already sent something out there that the devil can work with. You think about it that way. Does everybody understand that? Uh, come up here, Brother Will. Let me show you what the devil does. Here, come on, get in this camera. Stand right here. Come on. Give me those words. Give me those words that I can, I'm going to get somebody to punch you in the gut, and then I'm going to wait on you to speak something that I can work with. Does everybody understand that? And when you speak, he's slapping it right back in your body because he's got a right to do it. So if I punch him right here, then what should he do? Let me cover my mouth. Somebody done, done something evil to me. Let me cover my mouth. Does everybody understand that? You can go sit down now. Why? Because the devil is waiting on. He got his hand right up under your mouth for you to give him something. He doesn't have as much power as you think. The evil that you see going on in this world is a result of what people are, are speaking. He ain't just out there conjuring up evil. 
Evil has to be spoken. Does everybody understand that? So we know the devil, if you think about it this way, the devil has the intent. Does everybody understand? Let's think of it this way. Think of, of all the bad that's going on. Think of it as your vehicle outside. So how many of you drove here? Is your car still driving? It needs you to drive it. Other than that, it's just sitting there. Your car has the potential to go 100 miles per hour, but it's not going to do that without you. So if I'm always in my life facing evil, then my tongue is what's driving it. My tongue is driving my life. And according to what I'm speaking, does everybody understand that? That depends on what direction I'm going in. I'm speaking the direction that my life goes in. You can walk around all day. I declare and decree my life is going to be good. You, you can declare all you want about what your life is going to be. But the question is, what else are you declaring and decreeing? What are you declaring and decreeing behind closed doors? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So let's keep reading here. Verse 10, for he that will love life and see good days, let him do what? Refrain his tongue from what? Evil. Stop speaking evil. And his lips that they speak no guile. Does everybody see that? So you know what that means now. Let's take it a step further than that, and then we'll close. Let's think about what that means. How do you refrain your tongue from evil? You know what you have to do? You have to start seeing people the way that God sees them. It's impossible for you to keep in your heart the evil that people have done and in some kind of way fool yourself and think you're going to speak blessings all the time. What did Jesus Christ say when he was being crucified? Forgive them, Father, because what, they're evil by nature? For they know not what they do. They don't know what they're doing. People down there killing him sitting there with a sledgehammer, ready to break his legs, just in case he don't give up the ghost on his own. And there he is praying for him. Not that God would overlook the evil or help him overlook it, but he was in the right place mentally. What place was that? They don't know what they're doing. So how do you keep from speaking evil? Not by getting slapped and just developing a good chin. <laughs> you keep yourself from speaking evil by thinking the way you're supposed to think. Does everybody understand that? 
You train your tongue by training your heart and your mind about things. Lord, they didn't know what they were doing. And, and listen, especially when you do inventory on your life, you'll know, Lord, I don't spoke some stuff too. I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was out there acting a fool and had no idea that any moment you could have struck me down. So no, I'm not going to speak evil. Because I know what it's like to be blind. Did you see what the Lord told his disciples when they asked him? You see how they, they you see, they, you're not worried that they got offended at you? What did the Lord say? Let them be. They be blind leaders of the blind. You see what he said, though? Leave them alone. We're not going to talk about this. They, they're blind is all. They don't know any better. They're blind. Does everybody understand that? He, do you know what speaking evil is in, in a nutshell? It is a pity party for flesh. It is flesh worshiping. We can all write a book on how we've been done wrong. How many of us have ever wrote a book on what we've done wrong? <laughs> we can all play the victim of the bully that bullied us in the first grade. And it's still affecting me today. <laughs> oh, we could say, that's just where they were. They were six years old. What did they know? Does everybody understand that? You see how crazy it is? I'm going to hold something over your head that you did 10 years ago. Where were you at 10 years ago? <laughs> what were you doing? Were you praying for people when you were fornicating? <laughs> Does everybody understand that? No, I tell you what it was. Somebody that you had done wrong was praying for you when you were in your foolishness, when you were blind. When you didn't know any better. And even when you knew better and still was not doing better. Somebody that you cursed was praying for you. And I'm telling you, if we want to make it to heaven, we better give people that same grace. Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And listen, and step out of there. You ain't got to live a life of Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You ain't, everybody understand that? You ain't got to be a professional victim. That job don't pay well. You can get out of that. Does everybody understand that? And I'm telling you, your health is directly tied to what you speak. Does everybody understand that? In my prayers, we've heard what the Lord have said. All right, let's stand up now.
How many of you have received what the law was saying today? All right, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I want you to repeat after me. Lord, forgive me today for the things I have spoken. And Lord, we ask you today that you will bridle our tongues and that we will submit to that bridle. Lord, we ask that you forgive us for every curse that we've spoken. For every evil thing we've said, Lord. And Lord, we ask that today that you will reverse the curse that have come upon our bodies because of the things we've said. Lord, we ask you today that you will help us to release people that have done things to us that were contrary to your word. Help us today, Lord, to extend the same mercy that you've extended to us. From this day forward, Lord, our tongues belong to you. Do what you will with it. Be glorified by it so that you can receive all the glory. Use our tongues, Lord, to speak blessings and not cursings. Today, Lord, we declare it, we decree it, and it is so. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray amen. All right. All right, brothers and sisters, let us be reverent. Let us be watchful of the things that we speak. It is very important that we guard our tongues. If we're going to want, if we want health, if we want strength in our bodies, my wife would tell you. Last night, we did the things that you heard today. She heard it last night. And that was our first time, that was my first time, sleeping well in a long time. Even my sleeping changed, where I was able to sleep all through the night. It's been a long time since that happened. Just even my sleeping and then waking up and not being in pain. You know, I had been talking to my wife and I said, you know, we need to get us a new mattress. The mattress wasn't the problem. <laughs> I woke up with no aches, no pains. Didn't have to walk out any kinks. <laughs> I'm glad now to know the secret. Does everybody understand? <laughs> I'm glad to know the secret. I'm telling you, I felt like my life changed. I was thanking the Lord, like, Lord, thank you. 
Like all the things I've been saying, all the things I've said, Lord, you could have struck me down. And I was just thankful to the Lord, you see, that he got my attention. Does everybody understand that? Does everybody understand what I mean? And I, we're not just talking about talking about ugly stuff or just speaking with malice, just speaking evil. They don't have to have malice behind it. Just somebody done done something wrong and you got something to say about it. That's all it need to be. You don't have to say anything about the situation. Does everybody understand that? So let's be watchful because, see, just us speaking on things in, in, in general and just rehearsing those things, eventually that will lead up to other stuff. That's not God's will. You see, you'll start acting what you're speaking. You'll, you'll, you'll even see your attitude starts to change towards people. People that you loved before that was dear to you. When that, by the time that tongue is done, that's a, it's a whole different relationship. You no longer see them the way that you're supposed to see them because of what the tongue have brought to pass. Does everybody understand that? It is impossible to speak evil and, and keep respect at the same time. It will change your thought process. It will change what you think about a person if you continue to rehearse with your mouth what you think have been done. Does everybody understand that? And my prayer is that we'll hear that today. you rehearse evil, you, you know people that are miserable, they miserable because they speak miserably. People that are happy, they're happy because they speak happiness. Nothing gets to them, they're just happy people. And, they, and you, can, you will not pull them into a miserable conversation. They'll just stand there and look at you. Does everybody understand that? You know why? Because they want to keep their peace. They want to keep their happiness. And my prayer is we as believers, we will begin to watch our tongues. And it is very important that we, you may be tempted. A thought may come to you to speak something. But you've heard me say it before. You ask the Lord to put a million miles between, a million miles between your mind and your tongue. <laughs> Give you time to think about what you're about to say. Does everybody understand that? God ain't going to judge you for what the devil's bringing to your mind to say. But he'll judge you for speaking the curses of the devil. Does everybody understand that? And my prayer is that we hear that today. All right, if that's all now, we'll go and be dismissed. We're going back. We'll have fellowship and discuss the things that we've heard today.